0: Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Haiflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media. But what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Today I'm here with Kelly, founder of Pretty By Her. Kelly, thank you for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. So how about we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company?
1: sure my name is kelly as we just mentioned my company is called pretty by her pretty by her specializes in handmade um, paper and gifts pretty sassy if you like sassy stuff Um, so i specialize in greeting cards mugs candles notepads wine labels that sort of thing and pretty by her started at the beginning of 2016 so i'm about i guess that makes four and a half years into it now So I I started Pretty By Her. My educational background and work experience is actually in the social work field. So I was working in children's mental health. I've always been super creative. So I started Pretty By Her back in 2016 with the intention of just having kind of turning my creative hobby into a source of extra income. Didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, I started on Etsy and things sort of just evolved over time to the point where i realized that i was i had two full time jobs i was running a full-time business and still working full-time in social work so at that point i made the leap to give up my day job to do the business full-time so it's it's been a bit
0: of a journey wow yeah no it sounds it sounds really exciting and so when you would wanted to find that creative outlet for your work, what made you decide specifically for this niche, sort of, you know, the candles and the greeting cards, what was it specifically that made you decide to go that route?
1: So it actually, this this part was a real evolution. So um, it started, I had, that year for my birthday, I had received um, a Cricut uh, crafting machine for my birthday. And so I was playing around with doing some paper um, scrapbooking type cards. Uh, where kind of each little piece was made out of scrap paper, uh, scrapbooking paper, and was intricately glued together. That sort of thing. I realized at that point, though, that that was really, really time-consuming, um, and that if I taught myself how to design cards digitally, that I would save myself time. I'd be able to produce more cards, sell more cards, um, and save myself time to move on to do different things. So I just kind of um, took the time to teach myself via the internet how to use Photoshop and Illustrator um, so that I could start doing my designs digitally. And then that sort of progressed then. So I was doing digital greeting cards and then that progressed um, to me wanting to try something new. So I started doing uh, mugs and then um, I did those for a little bit of time and was looking to introduce new products. So that's kind of when I shifted into introducing candles into the, the group of products that I offered.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. And you talked a little bit, you know, the creation of these products. Where do you find the inspiration sort of for the sayings and the different names for them? I know, like you said, they're kind of, they're those sassy, but they're so funny. Like I find myself laughing out loud when I see a lot of them. How do you come up with the, those sayings?
1: Thank you. I certainly have a lot of fun doing it. It's sort of, um, there's sort of kind of two two ways that I come up. Um, with the saying, some of it is just kind of organically in conversation where I'll just be chatting with somebody and then, and then we'll joke and be like, that would be a great mug. Um, and some of it is I'll sit down, um, and give myself kind of specific protected design time um which usually happens when i'm coming up to a special occasion so for mother's day if i want to introduce some new products for mother's day i'll sit down and give myself that creative space to do that brainstorming and designing um, with a particular occasion in mind if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah absolutely that definitely makes sense And then along with that, you know, all of your products are handmade. Where did you, I know you said you had the Cricut machine and then it sort of transformed into this. Where did you learn sort of how to do all of that? You know, even just to making your own candles or anything like that?
1: Um, a lot of it was a lot of it was trial and error. There was certainly um, a learning curve um, when I introduced mugs, and then there was a learning curve when I introduced um, candles as well, because I want things to be done really well and really perfectly. I did lots of lots and lots of testing, um, reading articles on the internet um, to problem solve if there was something that I was experiencing um, as I was learning to make these products that that wasn't working. Um, so again, just, um, in terms of like sourcing the equipment I needed, I used Google. I, I specifically want to source my equipment and products as much as possible, um, locally. So I kind of start within my own community and if the products aren't available there, I, I go out, um, Kind of geographically further and further, um, so I try as much as possible to to get the the products from Canadian businesses, the very least North American businesses. So in terms of kind of knowing what what equipment I would need, it was it was an internet search and then lots and lots of time on Google and YouTube watching videos and learning how to do these
0: things. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. That definitely. Makes sense. And so now um, with your business taking off, how do you market your company? And especially even when it was first starting, starting getting that brand awareness out there.
1: So to be honest, when I started, I didn't really understand on any level what a brand was. Um, Again, it's something that that evolved over time. I didn't actually even take a business course in high school. So when I started this business, I had literally zero business knowledge. I had no formal training, um, and I had never really even particularly taken interest in it, kind of just through my my spare time. Um, and that was actually one of the things that was a I never thought I was going to be a business owner because I was never really interested in that. But once I started once I started a business, I realized that I was quite good at it um, and that I do really enjoy running a business. So the marketing piece is something that I've sort of figured out over time. I specifically do a lot of free promotion, just utilizing Instagram as a platform. And that works just because my my market population, they spend a lot of their time on Instagram. So I use that as a platform. And then I market myself through there. I've been fortunate that I've had to invest very little into paid marketing, um, which I think kind of speaks to the power of building a brand, building a strong brand with strong products. Um, I think I've kind of gained a reputation um, just over time of having high quality products. Uh, And then I show my face a lot. Like When I came up with the name of the business, Pretty By Her, I wanted that her part. I didn't realize that at the time because I didn't understand what a brand was but I but I knew that I wanted the her to be a a big component of the business and so um my feedback has been that people have really appreciated being able to see the face behind the business so um just doing stories on Instagram for example where I'm um, showing behind the scenes and letting people get to know me and get to know my personality and the things that I'm passionate about has worked really well in terms of marketing my brand and marketing my products. Um, and so I think that's that's a big piece of why I haven't had to um, invest much in paid marketing. Having said that, I'm continuing to expand in paid marketing um, initiatives in, in a Kind of a strategic marketing plan is something that I'm looking to implement. Um, but thus far, I've had a lot of success um, marketing on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. And I definitely, you know, love when you can have that connection with a brand because you do know that face behind it. So I think that's really great how that that worked out for you and um, has helped create, you know, your business to be what it is today. And you had mentioned how it sort of started as your side hustle for fun and then eventually it turned into that full-time job Mm -hmm. when did you know that you were ready to take that side hustle to that full-time
1: so it actually the thing i like to tell people is that i loved my day job that was the job that i worked so hard in university to get i thought i was going to retire in that job so the fact that i um actually turned my side hustle into a full-time job was a complete surprise to me um I, things had kind of been, um, building over time and I, I felt myself burning out and not being able to give a hundred percent to either thing. So that was sort of my first indicator that something was going to have to shift. Um, but for a long time, I didn't know if that meant just scaling back the business. That was something that I was considering was just finding a way to scale the business back. Um, anticipating that I wanted to continue in the, in the social work field as my primary, um, job, but, I think it was something that I really kind of took a step back and weighed the pros and cons out of to decide which, which way I wanted to go. If I wanted to scale the business back or scale my, my role in the mental health field back and one, one thing for me, once I kind of decided that the business was the route that I wanted to go was I waited until I was financially comfortable to do so. I didn't have a second income. I was solely responsible for paying all of my bills. And so I waited until I had matched my social work um, salary before I left that job. So for me, it was about really feeling um, financially comfortable to be able to take that leap, knowing that I would still be able to, to pay my bills because I didn't have a backup plan with a second income at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's definitely really great advice, you know, for anyone who's thinking of taking their side hustle to that full-time job. I think that's definitely a great, you know, strategy to follow with that. And I guess with that, was there any sort of big challenge that you've had to overcome with your business and how did you do so?
1: So I think one of the biggest challenges i've experienced um it's not one particular you know event that happened but it's it's really becoming comfortable with the fact that um, a business is something that evolves over time um there were a lot of parts of my business particularly when i was working full time um that were never perfect they were never the way i wanted them to be but I had to just chip away at them gradually because I was I had a full time job that I was working at, um, and even after I left my day job, that is still something that remains very true that it's you're striving for progress, not perfection, um, and so that's hard. I am a perfectionist, and I want all of the ideas that I have. I want to be able to put in place, and I want them to be perfect and. Um, but realizing that that's just not the way businesses are run. You have to be comfortable with letting things gradually evolve and improve over time. It's sort of one of the biggest, um, personal challenges that I've had to um, accept with that as well as just the amount of time I underestimated when I started this business, just the amount of time that gets put hours, um, that goes into a business and all of the different hats that you have to wear. Uh, so learning to manage my stress has been, um, a challenge as well. Learning to manage my work life balance has been a challenge as well, because there's been a lot of sacrifices that I've made over the past few years, just because I've been trying to get the business up and running and trying to keep up with, um, with things as it scales, but recognizing that, that a lot of times I was in a position where I was, missing out on personal commitments and that didn't feel good. So finding that balance to be able to run the business and keep customers happy and get products out in a timely manner, but also recognize that I have a lot of other commitments in my life that require my time. So finding that balance has been a particular challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think definitely something that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners go through because, you know, you you are able to create your own schedule, but it's there's still so much that goes into it that it's almost like a 24-hour, <laughs> 24-7 schedule going with it. So finding that balance is definitely, definitely really important. And then is there anything else that you've sort of learned about yourself from running your own business?
1: I think I've certainly learned as things have progressed. Um, and I get this question when I've done like speaking engagements, I get this question around like, how do you kind of give up when this is your baby, this is your business that you have put everything you've got into. How do you give up some of that control? So like when you're looking to hire staff, like that's something that I've learned um, has been difficult too, in terms of um, being comfortable delegating some of those things to other people, both within hiring staff, but then also, um, so for example, like, I can do my own bookkeeping. That's something I'm very capable of doing. And then I know that it's being done right and all of those things, but that's not the best use of my time. So while I can do my bookkeeping, there are very skilled individuals in the community that um, can do that for me, which allows me extra time to do the creative part that I really love. Um, So I think like learning that I, even though I'm capable of wearing all those hats, I don't have to wear all of those hats. So that's been a big one for me also.
0: Yeah, that's definitely some really great points there. Um, and then has there been sort of one big successful moment that really stands out to you from your business journey? Um, I think taking that, taking
1: that leap um, from having it be a side hustle to my full-time gig was huge. Also expanding to um, a, have a website. So I started on Etsy, but then I took the time to build an independent website, use the Shopify platform. And that was one of the most um, important business moves that I've made. So that all happened kind of in that same period of time. So between when I left my day job, within that like six months, I worked really hard to introduce new products to get the website launched, that sort of thing. And success, the kind of my business success has really started to scale quickly um, as a result of those two things. So having more time to be able to do those things um and then finding the platform that was best suited for me to be selling my products.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess this goes back to sort of your background in mental health. You, Pretty By Her, also has the mental health campaign. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that got introduced to the company?
1: So, yeah, when I left my social work job, it was one of the hardest decisions that I've had to make. Um, I'm so, I love my job in mental health. I'm so passionate about mental health. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that mental health was a big part of the of the pretty by her brand um, both through having products that were suited to improving people's mental health, but also taking a portion of my proceeds and donating them to mental health initiatives and then using my voice on my platform to advocate for and promote you know positive mental health um, and mental health strategies practical things that that my followers can take take with them. Um, So I sort of have tried to kind of incorporate it uh, in a number of ways into my platform, but certainly a portion of um, every order is donated to mental health services, programs and services within the region, Um, and that changes year to year. So last year was donated to the Suicide Prevention Council of Waterloo Region.
0: Yeah, that's great. I definitely, yeah, I love that, you know, campaign and how that is incorporated into, you know, your business. And I think that's really great. And is there anything that you would, I mean, looking back at sort of your journey that you would tell yourself when you had first started your business, if you could?
1: I think one thing I have done well is just being realistic I, I use i use positive um i use sorry i use self-talk as a strategy for coping with my stress um in general that's something that a strategy that's always worked really well for me so i think just um something i've done i don't know that i would look back and tell myself this but something i told myself all along was just reminding myself that that there's the learning curve so if, if there was something that i messed up if i spent a lot of money on something and i was and it didn't work out and just reminding myself that this is part of the learning curve and giving myself that permission to make mistakes along the way um and then just persevering and keep keep moving on even though there were those parts that there were lots of moments where i kind of had breakdowns where it just seemed like too much so, I mean, in retrospect, I wish I could go back and, and tell myself, give myself a snapshot of what things would look like in the future as motivation to keep going. Um, but I think that's been a helpful thing. And I would encourage other people who are in this boat just to remind yourself that, again, it, that it's it's progress over perfection and that, that there's a learning curve involved with starting a business. And so if things don't go perfectly, that is to be expected um, and not to give up, just to keep keep going and keep kind of riding the wave of entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that's really great advice for, you know, other business owners that are, like you said, in the same boat there. And is there anything else, you know, you'd said sort of having the face behind the brand, is there anything else that you think makes your business so successful today?
1: I think in extension to having the face of showing the face behind the brand, like creating meaningful relationships with my customers. So taking the time to um, pay attention to what they're posting on Instagram, um, you know, what's going on in their life. Like they'll comment on my stories and I I really use that as an opportunity to engage with them. Um, So I think really getting to know it's a strange place on Instagram to be able to build these relationships without ever having met people. Um, But using the platform in that way to get to know my customers and make those kind of sincere connections with them. But I think the customer service piece of it, the quality of products, so, you know, um, creating high quality products, um, good customer service and coming up with something like when I started, I didn't really have high expectations because I knew that greeting cards were a really saturated market. But one thing I really tried to do was think about, okay, so what's already out there and what can I be doing differently? Or how can I service um, a different, you know, population? Or um, like, I, I really wanted to kind of hone in on how I could shine So that I wouldn't just fall into this saturated market so that my products would would stand out amongst all of the rest of them. So I think taking time to really come up with original um, ideas um, is an important part of it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, you can definitely see that through your company, which is, which is so great. And is there any sort of future plans you have for your business that you'd like to share Yeah, so I will be, um, I'm still sort of trying to
1: figure out, um, what direction I want to go with some new product launches, but I will be launching new products. Um, I've got a few, um, new staff members coming on board, which will be great because that'll allow me to have some more, um, to free up some of my time to get some of the the product development, um, ready to go. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's a few directions that I'm thinking in terms of new products. So I'm not a hundred percent sure which way I'm going to go with it yet. So I won't, um, I won't give specifics, but there are certainly some new products coming in the foreseeable future.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm definitely very excited to see those come out. And do you want to just tell our listeners where they can find your business online?
1: Sure. Um, so my website is www.prettybyher.com. Um, and you can follow me as well on Instagram. It's at pretty by her and Facebook is at pretty by her also, if you're, um, more of a Facebook user, but that's where you can kind of follow along and purchase if you'd like to.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, joining me today and you know sharing your journey and all those great pieces of advice for other entrepreneurs to be able to take with them as well. Yeah, I'm excited to you know see where your business takes you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.